welcome to the Change Makers Podcast, where we chat with interesting and engaging individuals here and far about change, making change, living change in their own lives, how they've experienced unimaginable change, and innovative ways people uplift the lives of others. We chat about triumphs over tragedies, mindset matters, and how we live out our life's purpose inspirationally. So please join us to be inspired and empowered to be the change you want to see in this world. You know, we can all be change makers in our lives. Here's to the change you're about to bring forth. Debbie, share with us and our listeners a bit about yourself and a few insights into your professional journey. Sure. Well, I've been in health mindset, personal development uh, since 1991, working with thousands of people. And my business kept morphing and changing as I kept changing. And then I had trauma and it was a horrible betrayal from my family. And you know how the universe works? You didn't quite learn all the lessons you were meant to learn to get more opportunities. Well, I did. And uh, this time it was my husband. I was shocked, blindsided like anybody else would be. Um, and what I, what I realized, what was common to both of those betrayals was that I really, it was never about me. It was always, I was last on my own list. You know, I had four kids and six dogs and a thriving business, but it was about everybody else. So one of the first things I did, maybe what, you know, wouldn't be common coming off of a betrayal was besides getting him out of the house, I enrolled in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. And I just said, that's it. It's, this is what I want to do. I had no idea what was going to happen. I just was hoping to heal. And um, it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my business, my family, my life. Wow. So you had to go through those rocky roads before, um, or maybe enduring, mm -hmm. um, the universe showed you that this was your life's calling. A hundred percent. And it, it was, of course, I didn't see it at the time mm -hmm. because I'd been through challenges before. I'd been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. Uh, but nothing shook me like this. And, uh, and actually, that was one of the discoveries, too. I, I asked my, my study participants, I said, because, you know, having been through other traumas, betrayal felt so different. And I, and I asked them, I said, if you've been through other things, does betrayal feel different for you? And they said, hands down, unanimously. It felt so different because with other traumas, you're sad. Like, let's say you lose someone you love. You're sad. You grieve. You mourn the loss. Life will never be the same. But you don't take it personally. You know, with betrayal, it, it's so intentional. So you take it so personally. And the whole self has to be totally rebuilt. Mm. You, you, you have to rebuild from a sense of rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. So when you do that, it needed its own name, which is now called Post-Betrayal Transformation. So when you mentioned the PBT Institute, that stands for Post-Betrayal Transformation. That was one of the three studies, uh, three discoveries. Wonderful. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, I mean, because this sounds like this is some 
heavy duty, um, heart riching work to that we have to for folks who have experienced betrayal that they have to kind of get knee deep in it before they come out the other side whole. Mm -hmm. How is the healing from betrayal different from other traumas and the different steps? Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's interesting first because people may think they've healed. And, and this is and actually, this is what a bigger demographic than that obvious person who's shocked, blindsided that person. And this is the person who their betrayal could have happened 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years ago. Mm. And they've figured out how to survive their experience and then they settle into that space and they believe, well, that's as good as it's going to get. So you may as well get comfortable here. They haven't even undergone the, the transformation that's waiting for them. And out of the five stages of Betrayal to Breakthrough, which was one of the other discoveries, that's only stage three. Wow. But, and that's where I find most people. They, they just are so, um, they're so used to being there that they think, well, this is, this is it. This is this is life. And so then, they're, so they're not happy with their bodies, with their weight, with their health, with their finances, with their relationships, with their lifestyles, with their lives. And then on top of it, then they start using things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, just to sort of quell that voice that's saying, hey, I'm not happy here. What's going on? And we don't want to hear it. So it's this tragic holding pattern that I see so often. Um, so I can only imagine, um, when you work with your clients, um, and you, um, present and facilitate workshops, how deeply personally gratifying it must be, um, seeing people transform literally in front, in, in front of your face. So I'm curious, how has your journey in helping others heal from betrayal, you know, via the post-betrayal institutes, um, transformations work? impacted you in your life? Oh my gosh, it, it, there's, it, within our membership community, we literally walk people through each stage. Uh, and there's, there's truly no place like it. it and I, there's so much research behind it proving what we need to heal. So between my own research that I did, what the study proved, what worked for me, uh, we've had about over 8,500 people who've taken our post-betrayal syndrome that's, wow. That was the third discovery quiz. You know, based on all of that, we created this community because I saw that people, what people are currently doing, they're either numbing, avoiding, right? Or they're in some support group that the minute you start to heal, you don't belong, you know? Or they're, uh, they're just bitter and miserable and, and that's it. And I was like, that, or they're seeing a therapist that their insurance covers who may not be skilled at this at all. And I was like, wow, what would happen if we create a community that gives everybody every single thing they need? So to watch what goes on within, you know, within the community is, is the most rewarding thing ever. I, I conti I'm continuously healing as I watch them. My coaches, as they facilitate their classes, they're healing too. Um, it's it's to, to see how predictable healing can be and then they actually do it and then create the most magnificent businesses, relationships, health, because of what they've overcome is, is just beautiful to watch. Wow. I mean, it's very powerful to have, um, you know, to have that predictable process in place, uh, meeting people where they are 
Um, and I would imagine there are many variables involved with how quickly or not people heal. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just curious, do, is it your view that we are always in a state of healing? I mean, do we ever, is it a journey? Is it a destination? Is it somewhere? Yeah, well, you know, the, the biggest factor I see with healing, we're always, you know, learning and growing if, if we choose. That's the biggest factor. And what I see the biggest, one of the biggest determining factors, if we're going to heal or not, is willingness. You know, what I see so often is people say all the time, oh, I, you know, I want to heal. And I'm like, no, you don't. Because you have to give up your story. And until you do, you're going nowhere. But it's the ones who are so sick of it, who are just determined to use this experience to do something so much better. Those are the ones who heal. Like, you know, with my story, I had a very powerful story. The most important people in my life all betrayed me. And I would have gotten tons of sympathy from anybody I told that story to. But all I did was, you know, look at it and say, well, this stinks. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be the poster child for betrayal. I want to heal from it. And if I do, I'm taking everybody with me. So the story I have now is, you know, taking, is only just taking something bad and just doing something really good with it. Like now, the From Betrayal to Breakthrough podcast, the community, the, the TEDx, Do You Have Post-Betrayal Syndrome, um, the, the newest book, Trust Again, it's all based on my experience. And, and, you know, the other thing is rebuilding myself after my family betrayal and creating an entirely new marriage with my husband. We married each other again not long ago, um, based on my betrayal with him. So it's a different story. Um, and we all have the opportunity every day to write or rewrite our stories mm -hmm. you know i find it fascinating in the work that we do here at change makers you know that how many people and i do a lot of work as i think you do in mindset mm -hmm. we have mindset mapping and the difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset and how too many people in my view women are are our members of well you know they just kind of are resign themselves to their lot mm -hmm. in life and mm -hmm. they are resigned that you know i'll never do x because i've always been y uh, which actually breaks my heart because that really is not the case it's all about the choice to make different choices it's just a belief yeah. a, you know and, and i and i teach this too belief is just the repetition of an idea from someone you trust that's it Yes. That's it. It doesn't make it a fact. It just means someone who you trusted said something to you enough times and it became your belief. It doesn't make it good or bad. Doesn't make it right or wrong. Doesn't make it true. It just makes it yours. Right. You know, and we look at it like a fact and that's, that's what does us in. That does us in. So speaking about trust, I, I know you have a new brand new book, Trust Again. Uh, I would love for you to share with our listeners what they can expect to learn uh, about the proven five stages from betrayal mm -hmm. to breakthrough, um, which are so crucial to recovering and restoring. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes. So it's, it's being released October 4th and uh, it's just so incredibly exciting. Um, and it's trust again, overcoming betrayal and regaining health, confidence, and happiness. And what the book is about, it, it walks you through the five stages uh, of betrayal. So you'll know exactly where you are and you will have experiential activities and everything you need to, to walk you through one stage to the next. I also introduce you to the people in my study because this way, you know, for sure, there's go going to be one study participant where you say, oh my gosh, that's, that's me. 
What happened with her? What did she do? Right. My story's in there. Um, at my four, uh, four part trust rebuilding process is in there. And this isn't the kind of book that you read. It's the kind of book that you do. So it sounds very immersive. It is, it is. And, and I wrote it because at a time where we need support the most, we're often the least likely to seek it. So I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach those people who are feeling too much shame and embarrassment and discomfort to find the support they need. So I'm bringing it right to them through the hardcover, the Kindle, the audiobook, however they're willing to listen, I'm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Um, so you. let's talk, uh, you know, one of the common threads I hear over and again is on making change. Um, and I've been about making positive change in my entire career, actually in my entire life. And I would love to talk about and, and hear your thoughts about change making for a minute. And what does it look like in your world and in the critical world that you um, that you work in? Yeah, you know, we see this particularly in uh, the five stages, moving from that stage three to stage four. And, uh, and that is the hardest place to leave. It's, um, there's so much fear. There's so much fear. And I also see this as it relates to betrayal. We're so hesitant to change our relationships. And what I see is unless and until we do, you know, there's no, we don't, we don't heal, we don't move. And, and here, are the thing, here was the other thing. There were three groups in the study who didn't heal. And one group comes to mind. This was the group where the betrayer had no consequences. So whether it was for religious reasons, financial fears, not wanting to break up the family, whatever it was, they, they chose to overlook it, to put it behind them without any, you know, without any great change. The only thing I saw in this group was a further deterioration of the relationship. And this group by far was the most physically sick. You, your broken heart can't handle that. But there's so much fear in making that change because if we, unless there's a death of the old, we can't rebirth the new. Right. But we have so much fear out of letting the old go, even if it stinks. But when you do, that's how transformation happens. Trauma is the setup for transformation if we allow it. Mm, that's so powerful. You know, I see that a lot in the work that we do with change makers of women professionals wanting so desperately a different experience in their careers or their businesses. Um, but oftentimes they get settled in kind of the concept of the, it's the devil, you know, is better than the devil that you don't know. Exactly. And You're so right. That's it, it. It just hurts my heart because, you know, we all, in my view, we all are exactly perfect, exactly the way we are. And, you know, just sometimes we just need to make a few tweaks and, you know, there's a lot of things that are comprised of it and how we have our self-perception and self-image and all of the relationships that we've brought from our childhood forward, you know, have impacted that. But not to make the default choice of, you know, not to make a change, um, knowing that on the other side, you know, it's kind of like glory land. Mm -hmm. um, if you're summoned the courage, that's what I see a lot with the, our members is that you know, they, they want it so badly, but either they're not willing to do the work, which tells me they just can't summon the courage mm -hmm. um, to step in that unknown and in, the, in, in those fears. And that's why they need, you know, people like you. And that's why I have my community as well, because it is a time where you need the support. You, you know, this is very hard to do alone. And, and 
you know, and with the wrong people, then you, you know, you're completely held back. So here's where you have to be really careful who you surround yourself with because mm. the group that is sick, safe, sad, stuck, they'll keep you tragically there forever. And it, here's where you, you need those growth friends. You need that supportive community who says, no, 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 I got you. Lean in. I got you. Yeah, you know, that's, it's critical. I mean, we've done a lot of um, surveys and studies among our members and um, exactly what you say. We, like I said, we do a lot of work around mindset and, um, you know, science shows just, and I'm sure you know this, is that who we surround ourselves with, if they're not uplifting, if they're, you know, if they are bringing negative energy even into your space, um, if they're showing up and not supportive or uplifting, then it's, you know, your, your energy is going to be pulled down, your self-perception is going to be pulled down, and it just makes the, the weight of the journey that much harder, that much heavier um, to move forward. And, you know, I'm, so I'm just curious, in, in, in the ideal member in your community, um, you know, how do you uh, foster growth mindset to help mm -hmm. those folks move forward? You know, it's a very unique community because there's so much in other betrayal communities, there's so much bashing and, and you know, the, like the ain't it awful club. But we don't do that. We don't do that. Our members are sharing their experience. I mean, they're going to classes all day long within the community. We have master classes, these amazing, brilliant people I bring in. Uh, but they're but they're sharing their experience and then what is so beautiful is everyone else jumping in to lift and inspire mm. and when you're surrounded by people who lift and inspire you when you're having a tough day or when an experience took you down or when you you think you know you had a setback and it really wasn't because growth is not this linear you know, graceful process. And then everybody else is confirming it. And then they're recommending, oh, you should go to so-and-so's class. They just talked about that. And, and it's, it's so incredible because it truly demonstrates, it's like this little um, microcosm of, of health and healing that's happening. You know, it's, it's the, the micro versus the macro, right? We're seeing it on such a, a small scale within our community, but it's doing the job because I see the members who are receiving that type of support compared to other people who, like even I had an experience, uh, I'll never forget this, this was a couple of years ago and I was thinking of doing an event. I had never done an event. I was working with a, you know, a coach and, and she said, no, you need to do an event. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I was doing this event, I was terrified. But I do this event and I, and, and I met up with a certain group of friends. And this one group, you know, when you're sit all sitting at the round table and everyone's going around, what's new with you? What's new with you? And it was like, nothing, 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 nothing. And then it was my turn. So I was sharing about this event. And all of a sudden, you know, you feel like, uh-oh, what's happening? And I start hearing, well, you know, that's, that's 97, I think it was like 97, well, $97, that's a lot for an event. Wow. A whole day? People are going to take off from work? Hmm. Personal development? I don't know. Well, I left there and I was inches away from canceling. I'm thinking I can still cancel the venue and give back the checks to the, you know, the sponsors and all these things. And, uh, and then I, I reached out to my group, the, the group that was part of, you know, this coach who suggested we do events. And within five minutes, I hear, oh my gosh, 97 with all the value, it should be 197. One day, oh, Debbie, you're giving way too much. That should be two days. I wish I lived in New York. I'd be there in a minute. And I was like, wow, it really depends. Who yeah. you surround yourself with. Who 
where is your tribe, right? You have to stay in your tribe. You got to find your tribe. Yeah, crucial. So, um, so I'm, I'm fascinated uh, with your journey and the how much you uh, positively impact and transform people's lives and those in your community. Um, but I want to pull a Simon Sinek on you and ask you, what is the why in the work that you do? What do you find particularly rewarding, gratifying? You know, I, I would have to say, seeing someone who went through an experience that broke them, of course, we're never broken, bent, but you know what I mean, who considered themselves done. This was hands down, by far, the most earth-shattering, heart-breaking, soul-crushing experience they ever had. And when these people heal from that and regain their confidence and health and self-esteem, they are the most powerful people I've ever seen. And, and it is the biggest honor to just somehow be a part of that. That's amazing. Does um, your organization, your community, do you have like an alumni group after do you graduate and never come back you want to know it's really funny we've only because i had the i just graduated from the phd program myself two years ago so everything i've done has only been in the last two years and and the program blew up and the coaches were getting certified and only within the last few months we put everything you know in this oh. the pbt institute membership community so we haven't had anybody who left yet oh. <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> oh that there's that's a marketing tip from me <laughs> you should have an alumni group so people can stay connected and they can yeah. uplift and support you but yeah. uh, that's that's fantastic that's so exciting so debbie i'm just curious you've had quite the journey uh, and you've accomplished so much for so many in, in such a really, what well, sounds like a relatively short period of time. But I'm curious, in the journey that you have traveled and um, the heartache and the, the tragedies and tr struggles that you have obviously triumphed over, if you could give your younger self one piece of professional advice, what would that be? Uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, and you're always supposed to go with your first thing, right? It's, there are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. So looking at something so painful and you're wondering what the heck did I do to deserve this? Right? Because if you're coming from that place, you'll never find it. But trusting that there are no mistakes, I look now at just simply what I've done with it. It's not like it didn't happen. It certainly did. Um, yeah, there just, there are no mistakes. And, and, I believe that. I believe that there are no mistakes or no accidents, but can you just expand upon that a little bit for those folks who are not in that current lane of thinking? Yeah, that when you are going through something and it makes absolutely no sense and you just feel like, what the heck, I'm trying so hard, I'm doing my best here. Why is it that I feel like I'm constantly swimming upstream, that life is a constant uphill battle, that I keep getting kicked in the butt every time I set out to do something, it can be the most uh, frustrating experience. And it's so, I think our go-to response is, well, forget it. That's it. I give up. And I, I, I really feel like when you look at people who've triumphed, it's not that those things haven't happened. They just didn't give up. They, they just kept going. And most people stop. And it's the people who say, this has to be for a reason. Let me just figure that out and keep going until I find it. 
those are the ones that do. Yeah. You know, I heard a story <clears throat> recently, uh, and I love this analogy, is that life is happening for us, not to us. Yeah. And if we could adapt that mindset that everything that we do, however we may label it, good or bad, helpful, not helpful, you know, just accept that it is. Um, and it's part of the flow of your life. And for me, and I, and I know a lot of women professionals that we're very high achieving and we have our very goal results oriented, you know, so many of that type of personality make things happen. We're swimming upstream. Mm -hmm. But Esther Hicks, if you know who well, that is. Of course, is, <laughs> love Esther. She, she says, if you just turn around in your boat, and get in the flow and lay your oars down, life will take you where you want to go. That's it. Yeah. That to me is just, it, it just says it all because I can just so envision, you know, trying to be that salmon swimming upstream. And it does, we don't have to do that. I mean, no. it, whatever happens, betrayal, trauma, you know, what we may label as horrible things, you know, if we look at it objectively, if we take ourselves out of it and everything's happening for a reason and there's going to be a blessing in there somewhere for us and for others and those are in our lives. If we accept that and just lay down those oars and get into the flow, I mean, that to me is just extremely powerful a way to look at and perceive our life, whether it's work, all aspects of our mm, life. Absolutely. And, and I, I remember her saying, reach for a higher flying disc. <laughs> with the higher energy and it's really so true it's so true it's it's uh, but it's also trusting in it you know when these things happen that that purpose that reason that meaning will reveal itself yeah. your job is just to heal just to keep going to heal exactly uh, so this has been such a fascinating i'm so appreciative and grateful that you've joined us today um, and I can't wait for your book. Is it October 4th or 6th? October 4th. 4th. But um, if they, if, yeah, I mean, I have so many bonus gifts when somebody <laughs> gets the pre-release. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Is there anything that, you know, you'd like to share with our listeners uh, about your program, yourself, your book, any of your resources? Yeah, sure. I, I, you know, the first thing I would say is this is, if you have to say this a hundred billion times until you believe it, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. Mm. Hardest thing to understand when it comes to betrayal, but it's so true. It was someone else's lack. It's not you. It just, it just happened to you. So that's the first thing. And, um, and that's the kind of stuff that we clear up in the community. But I would really suggest everyone just take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling. Mm. Yeah, and you could just find that at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and so I want to make sure, is that the best way on your website for you to connect or for our listeners to connect with you? Um, I want to make sure people have the opportunity to do that. That would be the best way because then they can see to what extent they're still struggling. And then um, they, they also learn about the book. Uh, I think that's on the last page of it. And then they're always connected to me. Sure. Oh, yeah. Once they connect to me, I don't let them go that easily. <laughs> <laughs> we love our communities, right? That's it. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much, Debbie. I thank certainly you. appreciate it. Dr. Debbie Silber, everyone. Thank you. thank you for joining us today. And this concludes another episode of our Changemakers podcast, where we create bold careers and lives. And until next time, I urge and challenge you all to be the change that you want to be. Thank you. Thank you.